you don't have to worry about clients being put on some sort of referral roundabout and falling through the cracks because we appreciate how hard it can be for our clients to make that first contact. So we want to make it as easy as possible for them to be able to see a lawyer. This is Law for Community Workers on the Go, a podcast for community and health workers. In today's episode, Natalie from our Community Legal Education Branch will be talking to Jeremy and Nahara from our Refugee Service and finding out what they do, who they help and how community workers can refer their clients to this service. Before we begin this episode, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land that we are recording on today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay our respects to their elders past and present, and also extend that respect to any Indigenous people who may be listening. So when you say you're refugee service and you help refugees, what does that mean exactly? So um, what we do is we focus on um, helping refugees who are on a refugee or humanitarian visa. So that includes anyone who's on a temporary protection visa or a safe haven enterprise visa um, who've been living in Australia for six years or less and who haven't been able to speak to a lawyer before about their legal problem. So we're trying to reach people who have just never been able to or were afraid to or unsure to speak to someone um, about their legal problems. So that whole early intervention model. And what types of legal problems do you help with? We do a lot of advice in immigration law, specifically around family reunion, travelling overseas and the kind of documentation you might need to do that, to do that, and also um, the process for applying for citizenship for those who have been here for a little bit longer. So family reunion means if people are already here as refugees but they have family overseas and they're asking, how do I bring my overseas family here? Yes, I think when people first arrive in Australia, that is the only legal issue on their mind, the people that they've left behind um, for multiple reasons. And what we find and what we've been told by community workers that we work with is that it actually ends up being a bit of a roadblock to resettlement if people aren't able to get advice about what that process is and to start that process in a relatively reasonable period of time before arriving because people are worried about the uh, family that they've left behind. And I guess for some, there's also a bit of pressure as well. You know, you're safe. What are you doing to help me? So it can be really difficult. So that's why we do give a lot of advice in that area. I think the thing to note about our service is that it's not just immigration advice that we give advice in or help. So some of the other areas of law that we commonly see are things like fines, housing, Centrelink and consumer contracts, and as well as um, divorce, questions on divorce, and also questions in relation to family and community services. So for us, um, our core work is focused on two main areas. One is improving the legal literacy of newly arrived refugees through community legal education. So that's focusing on the framework of everyday life in Australia. So, you know, renting a house, getting your licence to drive a car, getting a mobile phone, those kind of things that you need to set up to get by. And so we do a lot of that type of work. And then the other part of 
our core work is around improving access to free and early legal advice to prevent those legal problems from escalating. So before we talk about some more specific examples of what your team does, you're the solicitor in charge of the refugee service. Can you tell us a bit about what your typical day looks like? I don't really have a typical day. Um, It can be quite varied, to be honest. So it could be a combination of like stakeholder meetings or interagencies or perhaps seeing clients either individually or at an advice clinic, responding to lots of emails and providing like the team with support around either service delivery or matters. So it's, it's pretty varied every day, but those are the kind of elements that happen. I guess in terms of what I love about my role, I mean, I think the biggest thing is I'm working with um, newly arrived refugees. It's something that I've always had a passion for. I have a migrant background, but I've always wanted to sort of work with migrant and refugee communities. So that's the best part of the work, being able to do that at legal aid, especially. I guess other things are collaborating with different stakeholders. Um, So I get to meet a lot of people um, who work in the sector, which has been great, and working on different projects with them to help refugee communities. And I guess lastly, just the team that I work with. Everyone is so dedicated and talented and I feel really privileged to work with the people that I do. So can you tell us a bit more about the team? We're a multidisciplinary team made up of civil lawyers, a family lawyer, a community engagement officer and a legal support officer. I'm really proud to say that everyone in the team is of called background and half of the team are of refugee background. And so because of this, the majority of our team are bilingual. So some of the languages we speak are Arabic, Assyrian, Bosnian, Spanish and French. Um, So that really brings such a lovely mix of not just the cult from a cultural point of view but I guess in terms of just different perspectives to the work that we do. Do you speak a second language yourself? I am the one <laughs> in the minority who does not speak another language but I figure you know I don't have um, as much I guess day-to-day contact with clients so I figure I can sort of just get away with it. <laughs> Nahara, you're the Community Engagement Officer. Can you explain what that role is and a little bit about your background? Well, uh, I didn't know what does that mean the first month when I started working, but then I I learned like what community engagement means. The role is to link the clients who came on refugee visa or with the special service at Legal Aid through the community education program, community events, interagencies, meetings, uh, uh, radios, interview, uh, and create resources that meet clients' needs. Yeah. And what's your background, okay. So I, I'm, I'm a Syrian from Syria. I came to Australia on refugee visa in 2015. I have been the same journey as our clients. For clients who came on refugee visa, it's really hard. Uh, who they flee, this, uh, flee the war uh, and then going to second country and they, they have zero rights there and then coming to this country, new country with different languages, different culture and laws to access those rights. So what made me join this team and apply for this role is just to help the people to, to know their rights and put it in the simple way. This is, this is like put it in the way they understand what does that mean. How valuable has Nahara's personal experience been for the team? Invaluable. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we were really lucky um, to to find Nahara because her 
lived experience and advice around many different aspects of service delivery um, has really helped to inform the way we do our work and really tailor it so that hopefully we're hitting the right mark. And again, because Nahara's experience is fairly recent, that's helped to make sure that the way we deliver service is on point. And also, just um, the fact that Nohara's background and her language gives us that, well, not instant, but at least the trust that can be created is a lot faster. And people, I think, are more willing to connect with us because of having someone like Nahara in our team. Nahara, do you want to start us off with a story of a client that you've been able to help? So sometimes clients come to us, to us they have a comment regarding uh, one legal issue, but we're through the law checkup, we, we ask multiple questions about if they have any other legal issues that they're not aware of, um, or even they don't know it's, it's actually a legal problem. So one of the community events that we had, I was trying to like start a conversation with a client and she says, no, no, I don't have any legal issues. It's like, do you drive? I said, yes. I said, do you get fines? <laughs> have you ever get fined? She said, yeah, many times. Like, see, this is this is a legal issue. So the law check would help us to start the conversation and even during the appointments to, to go through all those other areas. The law checkup, which you can hear Nahara mentioning, is a program or a tool where community workers can identify legal issues that their clients may have. If you want more information about the Law Checkup or to book a session for us to come out and train your workers on the tool and how to do a Law Checkup, there's information in the show notes. And we also have a podcast coming out soon about the Law Checkup. Uh, and once a client came to us, uh, she had a question about Centrelink forms and how to, to complete it or is it the right form that she have? Uh, and through the, the law checkup and the conversation that we had with the client, where we ended up to help her with the... She had a DV, she, she was DV victim, and we helped her to leave the house and link her with the services that's uh, in the area. And yeah, so something started with the civil Centrelink form. We end up like we, we help her as a family aspect and to provide her a, a safe place to live with her daughter. So that's one of the cases that we help the client with. Yeah. So is that very common that the clients often end up having several legal issues? Yeah. Yeah. And this is the thing we we try in the service. We start to to build the trust. So with our clients, it's really hard to make them engage because when they hear the the word legal or lawyers, they don't feel like really comfortable to <laughs> to talk about all the other problems that they have. But we try through through those appointments and the community engagement part of of the service that we provide to build the trust, build the relationship with the clients. So. The first time they came to us with the with the, with the question about immigration, we, we hope that they're going to trust us and come back later if they have any other legal issues. Or even if they're not sure if it's a legal issue or not, they just they can't come to us and it's easy to access. Yeah. Sometimes people who have just arrived in Australia, they might hear the word lawyer and think that they have to yeah, pay or exactly. it's not this for them. Is, yeah. They're not in trouble with the police. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And even most, uh, most of the, their information they will get and because now with the refugees, they come again to visa, which is they have sponsor here, they have family members here. So even for people who have been, have been living here a long time, maybe they have this like not a uh, complete idea about, about legal aid. So they think it's just for criminal lawyers, as of the for the criminal issues, so 
that's the idea that they get from their relatives and family member here. So we try to to explain things. We see, we say it's more where we help with family and civil as well. If people did come to Australia as refugees, but they've been here a long time, you yeah. said 10 years, 20 years, what legal services do they go to? So we have a bit of a no wrong door policy in that what we encourage caseworkers to do or community workers is that if they have a client who is a refugee background, they're having a problem, to just um, refer them to us either by phone or email. And then what we do is we do a bit of triaging. And if the person they've referred to us is, say, someone who's been here for more than six years, but of course, um, you know, six years isn't this magical time where all of a sudden people are settled and aren't, you know, continuing to experience difficulties or challenges. What we do is we make sure that they're connected with a different part of legal aid um, who can provide that advice. So they walk away with an appointment. It may just not necessarily be with our specialist unit, but we make sure that they don't fall through the cracks. Where do you provide your services and what services do you provide? The service tries to cover all New South Wales. Uh, we have uh, located our outreach, uh, an organisation that refugee clients are already familiar with, have a relationship with and trust, such as core community services at, and Navitas at Fairfield, uh, Western Sydney MRC at Liverpool, uh, at Sea at Auburn, Sydwest Blacktown, uh, and we have a clinic at Bankstown uh, Legal Aid. Uh, office uh, and also we, we, we have regional outreach service uh, in Coffs Harbour, Wagga Wagga, Aubrey, Armadale, Wollongong and Newcastle. Are those areas still expanding depending on where refugee communities are settling? So um, we have decided to focus our services on the settlement areas that the Commonwealth Government has designated for New South Wales. So those regional areas that um, Nahara mentioned are the ones that are currently designated. If there are new areas that are announced in the next few years, I guess we'd be looking to expand to those areas as well. But this year was the first year where we started working in regional areas. So at the moment, you know, we, we do go out once every six weeks but we rotate between those regions because our team is still quite small and so we try and provide as much face-to-face service as we can but then we back that up with phone advice so that there's something available for clients who aren't living in Sydney. And do you arrange interpreters? We provide free interpreters for all of our appointments um, as well as any CLE that we deliver so I would say that we spend big chunks of our budget on interpreters, but that's fine because that's the only way that we can properly deliver that service and make sure that clients understand what we're saying and the information that they need. How do people find out about your services? How do people get in touch with you? Well, um, community workers, they can find us uh, on the legal aid page uh, and they can call us or send us an email uh, we just need the client's name and their phone number the language they, they speak and we we do all the work like going through all the problems that the clients are facing and refer them whether they fit with our criteria we can see them book appointments uh, and we, one of the questions that we ask where do you live so make sure this the place that we book the clients in is close to where, where they live and even if they they don't fit with our criteria we can refer them within legal aid to other services so any community workers if they send any client they will end up with someone who can help them yeah
And you're right in that when clients are accessing us for the first time, we do find that the main way they do access us is through their case um, managers or their community workers that they already work with. And so that's why I guess particularly in my role, I spend quite a lot of time at interagency meetings and working on stakeholder engagement so that we create those relationships where people who work in this area know about us and find hopefully we've made it easy for them to access us to connect their clients to. And then as Nahara mentioned earlier, once um, clients hopefully have had a good experience with us and if something else comes up, then they're either more likely to speak to their caseworker or community worker again to reconnect with us for that issue or they might actually contact us off their own bat, which is what we're sort of working towards, particularly those who've been here for a bit longer and feel more settled. And Jeremy, I know you don't do the client work every day as some of the other lawyers do, but in what in your role here, have you had any clients whose stories have stuck with you? The example I was actually going to give was an example of one of the solicitors in our team um, because I think it really demonstrates the value that we can add, particularly when we can get in early. So I might share that one instead. Basically what happened was a brother and sister had come to see one of our solicitors. They had received an eviction notice. They were a public housing tenant they were very distressed by it and what had happened was their father had passed away a few months earlier and was the tenant on the lease and they had just been living with him so that's why they were going to be evicted but we soon found out that they weren't giving the, they weren't given the correct information about how they could apply to take over the lease within a certain time frame but by the time they had come to see us that time frame had ended and so what our solicitor did was make contact with a housing provider and negotiated with them to accept an out-of-time application. Our solicitor helped prepare that application and not only for our clients were there challenges around limited English but also they were experiencing mental health problems as well. But Basically as a result of our solicitor's intervention the application was accepted and they got a five-year lease out of it. So we were able to avert a case where they might have ended up being homeless. So that's the kind of work that that we can do, and that's why we try and encourage people to come see us as soon as possible because the earlier you get advice, the more options there are to possibly resolving that issue as opposed to coming to see us at crisis point. And what are the key messages you want to share with community workers today? So we do understand it could be difficult for clients to come to us, um, especially when they don't know about the legal system here. But we're hoping that this service, it could be one of the doors that can, they can knock and come to us whenever they have any, any legal issue, even if they're not sure if it's legal issues or not. Because the research says if it's a new fact on your information and you don't have an existing frame on your brain, it's, it's really hard to remember. So... Through all those community education and being trying all the time to be around the clients and the community workers and being being there all the time, this gonna make them remember us. Like many times, if they have any legal issues, this we try to create this this frame and it's it's, it's process is gonna take long time, but we're just hoping this one day, like my dream is, 
when when legal aids come up the name the people they were they will recognize what does that mean and it's not just only can help you if you have problem with police and going to court it could be someone who can help you so it just not not focusing as you can see a solicitor you can see a lawyer going to court it's just someone who's going to help you to to solve this problem as easy as that simple as that <laughs> yeah and do you find Nahara that people feel comfortable coming to the refugee service because you're here because of your background and the background of the the lawyers as well? Does that help? Yeah, the whole team. Because when I go to the those community groups and talk about the service, I say like the team they have been the same journey whether as a migrant or refugee, uh, so they're familiar with all the challenges that the clients are facing. We we did we did so many trainings, so the team is really special in that area and. And we really, really trained in different situations. Could to come up with when we meet a client and see clients in different, they have any different challenges. Jeremy, do you have any final tips or messages for community workers? I think um, the main thing is something that I mentioned earlier is the fact that we have a no wrong door policy. So again, if if you have a client who's a refugee background and is experiencing a legal problem, we encourage you to make contact with us or encourage the client to make contact with us because we will do all the triaging and they will go away with an appointment. So again, as I said, it'll either be with our specialist unit and if not, it will be with another part of legal aid. So you don't have to worry about clients being put on some sort of referral roundabout and falling through the cracks because we appreciate how hard it can be for our clients to make that first contact so we want to make it as easy as possible for them to be able to see a lawyer the sooner people can get legal advice about an issue the more options they have to resolve it and it's a free service so it's better to see someone and then find out oh actually this is not a legal problem but you know these are the other avenues I can take to deal with it We will put the contact details for the Legal Aid New South Wales Refugee Service in the podcast notes, but just so you know, the phone number is 02-8713-6725 and your email address is refugeeservice, one word, at legalaid.nsw.gov.au. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been really interesting and good to get to know you both a bit better as well. And we'll see you again soon, I hope. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Nathalie. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the episode, please make sure to share it with your colleagues and let us know if there's a topic that you would like us to do an episode on. We'd love to hear from you. Our contact details are in the episode notes below. Until next time, thanks so much from all of us here at the Community Legal Education Branch at Legal Aid New South Wales.